The Terrible Warriors are back with a new actual play campaign. We've already recorded the entire campaign over the summer and are so excited to present to you the first chapters in the Simbaroom Throne of Thorns Chronicle. To learn more about Simbaroom, be sure to visit freeleaguepublishing.com and let them know the Terrible Warriors sent you. Being able to record this entire game in advance for you means that we can better meet our goal of providing weekly updates on time and up to the production standards that we want to hear. And none of this would have been possible without the support of our Patreon supporters like Matthew Baumgartner, Joshua Hastings, Silverwolf316, Jennifer McMiler, Moritz Kohler, and Ken Lutz. By supporting independent podcasting and storytelling, you're allowing us to reach a wider audience and help share with them the joys of our favorite hobby. Find out more about how you can become a supporter and receive advanced copies of our Simbarum campaign and even join in on our monthly private virtual tabletop games. Visit patreon.com slash terrible warriors. Now, without further ado, you have waited long enough. This is the first episode of our Simbarum campaign. The land of Alberator wasn't always like this. It was a beautiful place. It was a place of dynasties, of a long and plentiful empire, of noble families and rich farmlands. And then the Dark Lords rose to power, and the Great War happened. For twenty years they battled the undead. And when you battle the undead, you're battling your neighbors. And they keep coming back, and you keep striking them down. And it took its toll on the people, and it took its toll on the land. And even when the queen was rescued from the Dark Lords, and they were rallied against them, and we defeated them, the victory came at a cost. Alberator was lost. This land would never bring life again. The dead magic that had been used had destroyed the balance in nature, and it would never be repaired. So the queen looked to the north and looked to history and to prophecy and declared that it was time for her to head into the north past the Titan Mountains and to claim her birthright of the ancient empire of Simbaru. And so... They renamed themselves the Ambrians, which I believe translates to the Shining, after their Queen Corinthia of the Shining Face, the Nightbane. And over the course of the past decade, the humans of Alberator have migrated to Ambria. New cities have been formed and built, construction, farms, exploration. Yes, there were the barbarian clans that were already living there, but some have bent the knee and others have been destroyed and the rest will know their place and they stay in the forests of old Davakar anyways. And, well, right now we're focused on the farmland and the plains are ours. We have always lived in Alberator. It's time to leave, though. There's nothing here. The trees have withered and died. The few animals that still remain are 
husks of themselves, more skeleton and bone than any meat on them. You haven't seen a living person walking around in months. What was once a verdant valley where wine was grown is a desert now. The land cracked and dry. Nothing is growing here. The stores have dried up. You've packed your bags. You've said your goodbyes to the spirits. It's time to go and join the rest of your people in Ambria. It's autumn. The leaves are turning. They might never grow again after this winter. And you've made your way to the foothills of the Titans, and you have met up with a camp of caravans. This is where everyone else is heading. There's a few other stragglers like you who are making their way through the mountain pass. There are others who have done this journey before and are guiding the stragglers through the mountain pass. The caravan owners are debating about whether or not there is still time before the winter to make it through the storms. If the mountain closes from the winter, they'll have to wait it out. But do they have enough supplies to make it until the spring? Either way, you're on the wrong side of the Titan. You need to get to the north to get to the great crowning queen city of Yandaros. We zoom in on a campfire. As the sun is setting, the light of Prios dropping behind the horizon. We'll wait for it to return in the morning. There's a, uh, a coachman by the name of Telk, and he's stoking the fire. He's warming it up. And he's telling the stories of the last journeys he's done and the wagons he's carried through and the people he's met and the people he's lost. It's not an easy journey. It's not for the faint. Not everyone makes it. He's surrounded by the pathfinders of this group, Belen and Ludo. Both of them are of barbarian origin from old Davakar, who have joined up with the Ambrians and work for the queen in her service to help her people move through this mountain pass to join on the other side. There's others around too. Siblings that have left their home looking for their parents. An older witch maybe looking at Belen and Ludo like traitors. <laughs> sure he's got thoughts about them. They're sitting around this campfire as well, though, because it'll be Telk who's going to help them get over to the other side of the mountain. It's going to be their coach that's going to do it. The other caravan owners are making ready to make winter here on the south side of the Titans. The snows are approaching rapidly. So the question right now, is there... Can we assume that the mountain pass is even safe to travel? Or has it already been closed off? It's hard to tell down here, looking up on what the weather is like on those high altitudes. Telk still thinks there's a chance to make it through the bore the winter reigns supreme. And Telk is also curious to know you. You're young. Most people now have already traveled up to Ambria. Why so late? Tell me your story. We might be here till the spring, so I'd like to get to know you. Well, of course, fair friend. I, uh, I have stayed behind to do his great work. You are familiar with Father Prios, of course. Of course. So you're a Thurge, then? Indeed. And what, pray tell, does our great Prios have to say about the lands of Alberator that you have been traveling? Well, they do seem to be forsaken, unfortunately. 
his light has left here, but in his defense, he is dying and we must revive him. He cannot be everywhere at once yet. There's a, a woman in a black coat. She just kind of scoffs at what you're saying. <laughs> Land is dying. Everything's dying. Alberator is just ahead of everyone else on the line. Get in queue. Get your number. The sun sets on everyone, brother. She uses brother as in like you're the priest, not that you're a biological yeah, no. brother. <laughs> Understood. Yes, indeed, it is setting, and that is why we must, must save Prios. For it is by his will and his light that we will save these lands. The woman in the black coat all sounds like a bit of nonsense to me. I believe in one strong thing. Everything dies. So why not use some of that darkness, Thurge? Why not control it, channel it, use it against our enemies? Why do we run from the darkness? You're running from it now. To invite the night in. He just looks like stricken, like completely almost going pale. Just that that thought is horrific. Oh, yeah. No, that would get her killed if there was a witch hunter around. Yeah. <laughs> you, you invite? I cannot. The darkness is the enemy. She starts laughing. I'm just messing with you, brother. I just know how tight you all can be. You need to be loosened up. You need to be ready. There's some strange thoughts waiting for you on the side of that mountain pass. Not everyone's going to believe what you believe. And if you can't handle an opposing view once in a while, well, you're never going to win anyone over to your faith. He he laughs nervously and fakely, but like, Haha, oh, I suppose I'm not used to Embryan humor yet. I suppose I will troll, need to... It's the troll online going, ha ha, JK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I want to use witch sight on on this person. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's... So at this point now, there's been an older man sitting around the campfire, wizened, white-haired, pale skin, but wearing bones and leathers, identifying them as not Ambrian or Albertan, but as a barbarian like Ludo and the other Pathfinder. Not bending a knee to any bug or any amber. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a, a, a Ludo, like they're wearing, like you can tell from the way they conduct themselves, the way they talk, and the way they compose, but they're wearing Ambrian clothing. They look like fortune hunters, not barbarians. Mm. <laughs> You're just judging. You're like, <laughs> no. You like those you. barbarians from Thistlehold. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to activate Witch's Sight. Uh, yeah. So uh, so when you uh, use that, do you have to roll for temporary corruption? Uh, I just get one temporary corruption. Okay. Uh, so I'll be getting that. Because every time we use a bit of magic in Symbrome, it always comes at a price. Push and pull of nature. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is my Vigilant versus their Discreet. Uh, so what's their Discreet mod? You are going to be rolling uh, just uh, a neutral Discreet at zero. Alright, success. You... Look through your second sight, the other sight that allows you to see the shadows that surround all living things in the world. Not just people, but animals, plants, they all have a shadow, another form of themselves that shows you their connection to this world and to the unnatural invading corruption of the darkness that seeps through. And this woman in the black cloak, her shadow begins to form around her as you look through your witch sight. And you see brushed steel 
with a few dark spots. Mm. Not very corrupted, but certainly of the kind of mind that corruption is on the pathway, but hasn't happened yet. She's talking big talk, but hasn't actually made any commitments to darkness yet. There's only, mechanically, there's one point of corruption. Yeah. Book shake his eyes. Which, for like anyone who does magic, one point of corruption is like, usually eh. like, it kind of goes with the tip. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like, all right, you're not as, uh, you're not a concern yet. She bites her lip a little nervously after she makes that joke. I think she talked a little bit too loud. Maybe, maybe people of the cloth are a trigger for her. She gets up and brushes herself off. You see around her, she is wearing a sun symbol necklace. And it is also like her robes may be black, but they are like blessed robes. They are priest robes. But she uh, she gets up and brushes her knees off. Well, it's getting late. I'll turn myself in. She walks off, leaving the rest around the campfire. Fare thee well, sister. Walk in the light. Telcos. See a lot of people coming this way. They're all making their way through the path. There's only the one path through the Titans. This is the safest one. How about you? Looks towards. You, uh, Elendra. What's your story? You look like you haven't done much traveling. Oh, well, no, I haven't done much traveling, but I am um, very knowledgeable of a lot of things. You know, I've had a lot of time to read and I've been really excited this, um, well, to go on this, you know, adventure. I'm, I'm so excited to, to well see the great glory of Ambria. You know, my parents went ahead. So um, I'm just, you know, well, so you mean you like read? Says Ludo. <laughs> well, of course, it's really one of life's greatest joys. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, uh, my friend here, uh, Bellin, he can read maps. That's 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 how we get through the path. You see, I remember the path, but he 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 can read the maps. Well, honestly, thank goodness because I can say I spent a lot of time studying cartography. Though I did read a really interesting book cartography. On- Card, you guys in cards. Oh, you play cards. Well, oh, Bellin, Bellin, she plays cards. We play a mean game of cards. When we get to Yandaros, we should take you down to the taverns. Oh, um, well, I'm not sure I'm supposed to go there. I've heard that gambling. Never is- heard it called cardography before. Oh, that's actually, you're mistaking cartography. Easy, I understand completely where the confusion came from, but cartography is actually the wonderful study. Are you saying I don't know what I'm thinking? I think I know a bit about, I'm the pathfinder on this group. I'm, I've am i taken these Titan trips a dozen times before. I'm not a, I'm not a dummy. Elendra's going to glance nervously back at uh, her <laughs> brother who <laughs> hasn't seemed to fare any better in his uh, interactions with people. I don't mean to assume anything of, of any sort. Of course not. That's I see that you are clearly skilled or else my, um, well, I hope you are skilled or else we will. Bellin, Bellin speaks up and is like, Ludo, you're scaring the girl. She's smarter than you. Relax. It's not a competition. Well, smarts come in many ways, but yes, I am pretty well read. That could be something that was truthful in statement. But seriously, you can read. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Is that, Bella is also just. Is that yes? Of, like maps or. Well, I haven't read many books. Maps. I don't really travel much, or in fact, at all. But um, I can read books. Yes. Do you? You don't read. 
Is that correct? <laughs> Bellin and Ludo. Didn't know many people read. Do you do you read? He points over at uh, Yandrame. Uh, uh, I do, though less frequently than I would like. I will say that she is a far more proficient reader than I am. <laughs> you, you probably. What are you, what, how much do you read? Points over at Verd. Read enough. <laughs> well, that's really oh. good to hear that. We've got, we've got a real learned group of people, Ludo, that we're bringing over the mountains. I would include you in that number. We don't know much about the mountains. So in fairness, you're also learning. Ah, see, that's what I'm talking, Balan. It's not about how much you can read. It's about your street smarts. It's about your ability to navigate the wilderness, to know the pathways. If you just stay inside with your nose and a piece of parchment, you're never going to see the world. When are we leaving? By and by. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good point, says Telk. It's, uh... We're, the other caravans are worried about what the weather's going to be like, but and as he's saying this, um, another mule driver uh, is coming up to the camp, and he starts whispering something into Telk's ears. Now, someone might be able to hear what that is if they roll a vigilant roll. Yeah, yeah. You might be able to pick up. I will that make is. that attempt. Yeah, I'd love to go for that too. <laughs> So this is my first skill check in this game. If I recall, you have to roll under. Yeah, meet or under. Uh, is there any modifier to the roll? It's it's always it's d twenty. Uh, you're only rolling other size dice when you're dealing damage. Right. So uh, you can assume that all dice rolls, especially when we're doing these these checks, are with a twenty sided die. Minus one on your roll. Okay. Uh, succeed. <laughs> Did not succeed. And we succeed if we're over. So under, you're rolling. Under. So you're rolling against your vigilant score, but I'm also giving you a modifier of minus one. Okay. So if your vigilant right now is ten, you have to roll nine or lower to successfully hear what Keller is whispering into Telk's ear. Excellent. Okay. Do not hear it. Do my superior barbarian ears tell me? Okay, bird. <laughs> <laughs> So Keller comes up visibly excited, and he's whispering to Telxir. Augusto says he's going to leave in the morning. Says he's found a way to get through a guaranteed passage, no matter what the weather's going to be like. He's getting together a crew right now. If we go up to him, we can get on that caravan, and we can be making world so we don't get stuck here for the winter. Telk hears what he says and goes, well, that, that sounds good to me. If you'll excuse me, I have to be going. And he starts heading off in the direction of Augusto's, who's one of the... He's one of the owners, like a caravan owner, uh, who like finances and leads and does all this stuff. He's got a big tent here in the caravan camp, and uh, Telk starts making his way towards Argasto's tent, and you start seeing a bit of excitement and rumor starting to pass around the camp as other people are leaving their campfires and starting to head yep, heading over. I, I motioned for the little ones to come on. That was Yandrame immediately looked at Verd and was like, should we be moving? So Linder okay. was not paying attention, sees the other two begin to move and sort of Come. snaps. Oh, that's sorry. What Keller actually whispered to Telk's ears, and I've already got us a passage. We're leaving in the morning, says Keller to Telk. And Telk is heading to his tent to start packing his bags <laughs> uh, while everyone else is going <laughs> yeah, to yeah, Augustus' I'm, tent to get in I, on I'm the caravan. I'm going to the Augustus' tent. Uh, come, come, Ambrians. Very well. Thank you so much. You guide. 
where are we going? So you make your way through the crowd. And there's there's some people starting to like, they're not really sure what to do. They're all just kind of standing. So you're able to move your way through it. Like, uh, uh, very, you're, you're not giving up to pleasantries. You're getting yourself to the front of this line. And uh, you start just moving your way through. And the two of you just follow Vared. Vared seems to know how to navigate moments like this e- as well. Everyone he pushes by, I apologize to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Profusely. So sorry. So sorry. Prios be with you. Prios be with <laughs> yeah. you. And you're, you're going through this crowd. And uh, you come across uh, Argasto's pavilion. And he's uh, set up an inspection of inventory before the trip. Um, he's also taking uh, opportunities to interview potential companions. And a small line has formed outside the tent. So in front of you is uh, Bellin and Ludo, who somehow got off the tent and they found a shortcut and they've made around. They're already standing in the line and they're nudging each other going like, we're going to be going. We're going to be back there, Bellin. Don't worry. We're going to get to the other side before the winter and we're going to have warm, hot pies once we get back into the into the lands of Ambria. Oh, I could do with a nice hot pie. I know, right? Hot pie for all of us. None of this dried meat. And they're just kind of very excited as they get entered into the tent to go meet with Argasto and you're, you're next in line. Once the tent opens up, you see Master Argasto, a plump man in his 50s, rose-red cheeks, dressed in baggy clothes of felts and skins. Then the, the curtains close. Moment passes. Bella and Ludo come out and they've got their arms around each other like, we're doing it, we're out of here! Yeah! And uh, uh, we're, they're leaving in the morning and they kind of look at the three of you and they're just kind of going like, street smarts and they head past (laughs) and the curtain opens up and you hear Argosto enter calls you into the tent step forth okay well Alindra will step forth she's going to stay about a kind of awkward distance from her brother but he's sitting at his desk he's got a list of inventory he's got maps laid out uh, he's got reports and it looks like in, uh, equipment lists that he's going over and he's got a candle on his table. He looks up at the three of you. Andromay, by the way, stubs his toe and bumps into the desk immediately. <laughs> Knock it. Bit of wax from the candle tips onto the table. Ugh. Can I help you? I was going to say well, but now you've annoyed him. <laughs> Why, yes, we've heard tell that you would be uh, departing in the morning, I believe. Is that correct, Veard? Yes. These two are among my charges, these two Ambrians, and I need to get them across the mountains as soon as possible. I can't stand it here any longer. We would be very useful to your uh, group, your caravan. Uh, I myself am a witch of the Gaori tribe. These two, I believe, nobles of some fallen and discarded Ambrian household, though they are learned oh. individuals. Um, that's... That's a nice way to call them refugees. Well, our parents are ahead of us. <laughs> he looks you up and down. He looks at the witch. You can clearly handle yourself. But you, both of you, you defend yourself? Indeed, I can if the need arises. The mountain path isn't safe. I have no interest bringing people along that can't defend themselves and look out for the group. Prios watches over me, and in turn, he will watch over all of you. And I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm very sure-footed. Sure-footed. Yes. And your faith will see you through. It has so far. And a witch of the Gaolian tribe. Yes. Those are the, those are the tree folk. Correct. 
not used to mountains and snow and cold, so biting it turns your fingers black. I'm something of a rarity, though. I am of the path of the white, the dead, the winds, the cold. Rare witch, a sure footed refugee peasant woman, and a man of the cloth. That's accurate, yes. That's looking a little ragged right now. I'm not convinced. I would. I can only bring so many people. I have a limited number of space in this caravan. So if you're joining, you're taking the space from someone else. So I would hesitate to, see. to call anyone of the descent of Fathial a peasant. And, and I'm I'm uh, I'm quite good with who. I that said that name's supposed to mean something. I said the same thing when I heard upon it. <laughs> I know some medicine and could perhaps be useful that way. Also, I am really um, quite clever, and while I recognize. Listen, listen. Your cleverness, your intelligence, I'm sure it's going to be very helpful to the Ambrians the other side of the mountain. But what I need on this caravan tomorrow are people of importance. So, he looks at you, he sees you. I've got an idea. You can prove yourself tonight. Oh? You want to tag along? You're gonna to have to prove yourself. And he gets a little smile across his face as he sits back and you know, hands on his belly. Prove yourself by participating in a fighting test against some of my caravan guards. Uh, that seems just to first blood. Nothing to the death. No one's gonna get seriously hurt. If you can land a blow on them before they land a blow on you, you'll be my guards on this trip through the mountains and you'll take their space and they'll wait out the winter. If not, we leave you here to the spring. That seems barbaric. Alindra's going to whisper to her brother. Indeed, but if it is the only way, can we not convince you any other way that doesn't involve injury to perhaps your guards or ourselves? We have a great fire to Prios lit outside. We'll fight in front of the flames. Very well. We'll Gather around and you land one strike on them and they won't even put up a fight. They'll stay behind and you'll take their place. But I don't have room for passengers. If you're going to join this group, you're going to join as my guards. So I need to know that you can handle yourselves up there. Well, Prios protects me. He should do no worse here. The Ambrians will do it, sure. Alindra's going to look like her brother at her brother like he's a little bit crazy for believing he'll be protected but nod her head and say nothing <laughs> I don't want anyone getting injured mind you so you mind your blows as well of course okay now I would this is gonna be fun I would like to ask can I have performed that ritual that I have before I left the monastery because that's which mon- which which ritual is a patron saint yeah because I think like that would have been he would have been learning that before he went on his journey right <laughs> Uh, uh, we can, uh, I am going to, uh, I love this. I have on my Ooh, yes. D2. Uh, <laughs> it is a two-sided die. It looks like a coin, but it's not. It's a, it's a two-sided it's a die. And uh, one or two. Let's go with one. Oh, it is a one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to do a quick flashback. To right before you headed out to the Titans and you, what does this ritual look like? 
because I think there's going to be some, um, is there any temporary corruption that comes from that? Uh, from doing a ritual? No, because I'm a theurg, I don't believe it should. Okay. Excellent. Um, but it does take an hour. So it's, yeah. It's all- yeah. So, so it happened. I mean, you've been at this site, maybe you were waiting for your sister to arrive mm-hmm. and you would have had plenty of time in the afternoon and the waiting time to, uh, well, I, I would have thought this. it. So even before I got to the camp, cause it stays with you forever. Like it doesn't go away. Yeah. Cause it sticks around like a, uh, it, it, it can generate experience. Yeah. So it my, becomes a player my thought was the last thing I did before I left the, as the last one out of the monastery is I had learned this ritual. It was the first one that I learned and I summoned it's cause you summon a patron saint, like a, a former dead hero. So one of the heroes of that monastery who fought in the war. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we even know their name? Uh, it doesn't specify. <laughs> Maybe we don't. Not Maybe yet. we don't. Can um, others I'm interact to, with it or just you? They are invisible, uh, but they start to shine when danger comes close. They get Ooh. brighter when danger's near. So they it glows blue and orcs are near. I'm excited. Um, this actually yeah. works out well because of uh, the path that I'm on. It's like you have to spear it there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I'm nervous for our first combat. I'm going to be mechanically quite slow. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not great either. Excellent. Did none of us make a combat character? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be short and sweet. Uh, okay, it's fine. You just you just you, you just need a higher quick score. Yeah. So you go first in the initiative order. That's not what I have. That's what I have. I'll just <laughs> murder people for you guys. <laughs> it's just, just it, yeah. It really depends on their armor too. Yeah. Also, I have a long item or weapon with the pike. I'm meant for staying away from being touched. <laughs> right. Spears are really good in this system, though. So you walk back outside, and there's, there's the fire is burning, and it's been it's been burning up higher. Uh, a, a nice uh, uh, pyre for Prios, uh, uh, like a like a beacon at night. It's good to keep the the the, the darkness at bay at nighttime in camps like this. And so they've got this nice big fire burning outside of uh, Argosto's tent and uh, he comes out and he calls everyone gather around gather around these three want to make it over the mountains by the morning and want to come with me so and he gets his guards together which four of you are gonna put them to the test if they land first blood they take your places so you want to earn your keep and stay on the caravan you land first blood on them and uh, gathers around four Volunteers. So the first person who steps forward, I'm throwing a knife at him. Like- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So it, it's it's it's. Uh, it, I, I'm just. I, I get my guards, which number the, the the group plus one. They're all of Ambrian origin, and as they start walking, just before you throw, yeah, it, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Tell you what you <laughs> see. Uh, they all look like they've survived multiple journeys over the mountains. Tough fighters that never back down. They they all look a little. Well, they all look a little bit like Ludo and Bellin. They're all a little street smart, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, uh, and they all come around, and they've got their, you know, uh, they, they, they pull out, um, they're, they're wearing like, uh, uh, they got like chewing tobacco, some of them like, nom, nom, spit into the snow, uh, or uh, there's no snow down here, they just spit into the mud, and um, they've got, uh, one of them's got like a shield, they're wearing some scale mail, and they've got, uh, they've all got swords, and, uh, and they start walking towards, and as they just, one goes for the hilt, before they can even unsheath the sword, uh, and before even Argosto can say, ready, fight, 
<laughs> you uh, launch one of your throwing daggers. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So I'm not waiting. Yeah, that that's uh that's an accurate roll, yeah. right? What's their defense uh, mod for this? Uh, they have plus two, so that means minus two for you, right? They got a plus two shield. Uh, yeah, and yeah. And scale mail three, so that would be five. Uh, Scale, uh, or, or is the armor? The armor's only done for yeah, damage. Yeah, armor's yes, damage only reduction. Done for damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my defense is shield plus two. Okay. So you got to roll ten or under. So it's fifty fifty. I got a ten exactly. You got a ten exactly. Is defense go to the attacker? Uh, it's meet or or under. It's oh good, great, great, great. So, so you just squeak it by, and so in fact, it's not. It's it, that's what it is. Is a uh, uh, roll roll damage. Because it's also first blood, so you also have to get through the yeah, armor. Like, you oh actually need God. to cut them. And they've got scale mail three, and you're only dealing 1d4. If you... Oh, no, 1d6. You're dealing 1d6. I only got a three, though. <laughs> you got a three! Oh. So so they've got they've got scale mail three. Yeah. So so you get it, and it goes... And it, it hits the scale mail, and like in the bullet time, it goes... And just kind of ricochets off. And then the guy spits into the sand with the chewing tobacco, pulls out the sword... Oh, this one's gonna be feisty. And then the other three step into the yeah. ring, and the four of them all bring their swords out, and they just start like hitting into their shields. Ding, 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 ding. And everyone else is like Thunderdome, right? They're like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so order of initiative goes by your quick scores, which puts Alendra first, then Verd, then uh, uh, Yandrame. And my quick ones are 10. So that puts me... Yandere goes last. <laughs> oh, definitely. Although I would point out the uh, Saint is also 15 for quick. Oh, the Saint is 15. So the Saint's going to go first. <laughs> Beat the crap out of the Saint. <laughs> the Saint is... You control the Saint. Right. Okay. Um, uh, 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 not me. So you can tell me what to do. Uh, you could have the Saint move their initiative down to 12 so that they go right after Verd, but before the guards and before you. But if you move yourself down the pecking order... That's where you stay, that, right? That's, that you're, you're, you're locked there. I, I will do that. That's That seems like the thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first combat, okay. Oh, boy. Okay, so, uh, Alendra. They're all just standing there going like, you think you can take my spot? And this is like this older... A uh, guard woman who's been like, I've gone through this passage ten times. I was picking people through the Titans before you were out of your diapers. Oh dear! And um, <laughs> I peed a little. <laughs> going to. That's okay. You've got your pike. Yes, though, she's going so. to grab her pike, and she does have some experience with mm-hmm. it, though it doesn't look like she's incredibly sure of herself. She's only like five foot five, so she looks a little comical next to her brother. Um, yeah, what does steadfast? I'm just trying to remind myself. It's of that mental ability. Mental resolve. Yes. Oh, it's, oh is that not going to help you. Yeah, that's no. for resolute stuff. Listen, <laughs> I've got no actions except to. I was thinking it might yeah. be like a sure thing. I think thing, we but... are all relying on the spirit to. I took I wasn't sure if I was going to take it. Yeah. Thank God you did. This, you're, you know what? You're JoJo, aren't you? You've got to stand. Yeah. You've got a stand moving behind you, going no, 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 just hangs behind you and it jumps in and defends you. Yep. So Alindra is going to look and see if she can sort of 
Surmise who she thinks will be the quickest in range. So your precise will negate their it's shield. Plus so you're one. just going to roll on. Oh, just plus one? Okay, so then you're rolling minus one with your accurate roll. Yep, and she's going for the attack. Just a quick little stab because she just has to get blood. He's got to get ten. Ten or, ten, or, ten or under. I minus one to my roll. With a minus one to your roll. I get eleven. That hurts. <laughs> uh. So Alindra sort of makes a quick dart forward and in her nervousness, the pike slips and falls to the right of where she's been aiming and she sort of fumbles <laughs> to grab it back and... Um... Yeah, so you pull it. Like, you've never actually... You've only, you've only done this on training dummies. Yes. And this is the first real person and now she's slipped oh, and... No. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. We're going to die before we get to the mountains. Okay. Um, Verd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elendra just pulled out that pike and is like moving it like a flagpole in front of them. <laughs> yep. The others, there's two moving towards you because you're the one who threw the um, yeah the, the throwing <laughs> knife. So they're like, this one's a little feisty. And the other one, uh, under their breath, I'll be careful, I promise. Just let us do it, what Agasto wants and we'll put you off and we'll all be done here. And they just kinda, he just kind of says, it's like, basically the, the, the guard is just saying, just take the <laughs> And the other one, the other one's going, and he's like boastful to the to the crowd, being like, "This one, the one who who hit him with the with the you hit with the with the throwing knife, he's got to see scratches off his armor. You put a little dent on that. Oh, you're gonna pay for that one." And so they got their swords out, and they're just kind of moving towards you. So you got these two targeted on you, and then you got you look to your left, and you got Elendra with this uh, guard woman who's just like, "I'm just gonna basically." top you in front of this crowd <laughs> and and then meanwhile the patron saint there's like a glowing light coming from just behind Yandrame like a halo around your head at first because it's just standing directly behind you at first so at first it looks like the light is coming from you but no one else has noticed the light because their all eyes are focused on this like flagpole pike waving thing. when it's dim the closer the guards get the brighter it gets right so and we're all right to the and and it's your danger not necessarily the danger of the group yep. as well right like the patron saint sense of danger might be subjective and also we've got this bright burning bonfire so we've got all this light already so it's a little easy to miss but not for Verd. You'd notice. Yeah. I. You've been keeping an eye on these two. Guys. Yeah, I feel that sometime I'm going to ask this spirit what's its name and all sorts of things. Like, why the heck do you follow this, Ambrian? Um, but. You're going to get some interesting answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am bound to him. Oh, I don't have a choice. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> it's a genie's lamp thing here. <laughs> Yeah. Patron Saint, you're free. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> like, I will free you, Genie. Oh, my God. The GM in me really wants the Patron Saint to just be your father that you don't know is already oh. dead. <laughs> I don't think that's the case, but. Yeah. Uh, so, for my movement, I am going to move in flank uh, mm-hmm. with the one that the female Ambrian is uh, uh, okay. in melee with. Um, okay. So you're only using one move, which means the one who's coming towards you that you threw the knife at, he'd get a, an attack on you? Yeah, um, yeah, depending on where he is. If he's in the way, he's then yeah. Because I kind of see that the three of you were lined, like, facing each other in horizontal, like, Hard facing, box. and then you're crossing. They After you threw the knife, he's been moving towards you, like, so he's like, you've... <laughs> 
You've aggroed. Yeah, let, let's do it. <laughs> you move in your direction. And to your left, just you're all just kind of facing directly off to the people in front of you. There's four in front, so the two middle ones are coming at you, and the two on the edges are each going after the Excellent. kids. Yeah, so he'll, I will... I mean, they're fully adult. I'm just calling them the kids, <laughs> yeah. because that's how you view oh, them. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- that's why I say they're embryon male, embryon female. <laughs> Boy, girl. Yeah, that's, that's all you need to know. Don't... don't give them names. Exactly. You'll get attached. I don't need to know their names. Um, hopefully, one day, my people will rise up against them and slaughter their families and there's like that's not gonna matter if you die in the winter this so. is true <laughs> so yeah they that person would get an attack of opportunity on me as i try to duck and roll my way past them all right so then uh, you're rolling um a... it's my defense versus their uh whatever they're using <laughs> to attack um so whatever their mod to attack is four is it oh no that's accurate um is minus three. Okay, cool, cool. Because yeah. So that is plus three for me. Uh, ooh, nice, nice. Uh, so that is a fifteen. I need to get. Because <sighs> they they have an accurate thirteen, so that would be minus three. Uh, if it's an accurate three, yeah, that's a minus three, uh, but then the depending on what ability, so they might be using strong, probably just accurate, and then their weapon uh, will also... Yeah. Yeah, they're not... They don't have a whole lot of things going for them. Okay. Uh, so if it if their accurate is three, then it's a minus three to mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their, their accurate is 13, and it's given me the number minus three, I think, specifically for the players. Yeah. It's not that's mm-hmm. not my number. Yeah. It's 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 a, it is a minus 3 for for your defense. Okay. Luckily I did succeed. Uh so rolling cuz your defense was already at 12. So yeah. that, was, that wasn't bad. You just had to roll 9 around. Yeah. So like jumping over the the person's sword as I roll and I'm going to try to throw a dagger uh from behind yeah. this person now that I flank them. Now that you're flanking that's that is plus 2. Yes. That is what yeah. I, and more importantly a plus 1d4 to extra damage, which is what I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. Right, Thank nice. God someone can hurt things. Yeah. So now you're um, there's no modifier to this attack. You're just rolling your accuracy. Uh, not not Prios. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, luckily I got a four on that. So that is one d six plus four uh, plus one d four. Excellent. Uh, yes, six total. Nice. Amazing. Oh, We've heard right something. <laughs> so. Thing is, this 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 guard woman is laughing at Elendra, and then starts going to the crowd, going, "Look, they think they could take my place up on the mountain. I'm gonna be drinking in Yanderos by next week." And then, just as that, the knife just goes over their arm, and just drips, and you just see the drip of blood pool from there. And they look down at the first blood, and they go, "Damn it!" They throw their sword to the ground. <laughs> they go storm it off, push past the crowd. Give me a drink now. <laughs> heads off. So now there's only three of them. She just quit. And you just look around and there's uh, the, there's Ver down on the ground on the knee with where the knife just left their hand. Yeah, Alright, well I'm done. Bravo, <laughs> barbarian. <laughs> oh no. Patron, patron saint. Alright, so the patron saint uh, they're still not in close range, right? They are walking towards you. You okay. have to spend a movement to get yourself yeah. into melee range. So the patron saint is going to step you're around. You're in like me. a fighting circle. Yeah. So you're all very close. So it's going to step around in front of me. 
Um, just steps right in. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, now that it's closer to this guard that's coming at me, like you can start to see the outline of armor because it was a Templar. That's sort of the, the thing that's. Yeah. To they're be. like squinting their eyes as like there's like a light reflection coming off of you. Like, like all of a sudden it's like car headlights coming out of you. And it's going to swing its flail of light. Beauty. Assuming that it's in range. <laughs> Now, do you also move to make it look like you're doing the attack? Do you just mime it? Awesome though that would be, I don't think I'm fast enough to pull that off. <laughs> so you just stand there praying. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Not like praying, but with eyes open, looking directly yeah, yeah. into this uh, this guard's eyes, because he has just the fire of faith. Yeah. Like he's... I mean, he's I, to I, I think it'll work if you if you attack. It'll just be like lag, right? It'll just be like, you know, my internet connection uh-huh. is messed up. So obviously, like, yeah. Yeah, the, the animation was bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. okay. So roll your... It's... it's uh, so you need to roll 11 or under. 11 or under? Okay, unaccurate, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I rolled a 16. <gasps> oh, no. Why, this is a bad brother? d20. It's okay. You need to find so your the, bad d20s that, <laughs> and then toss away your good ones. Yeah. yeah. You're, it, it, it's uh, um, just before, because their uh, oh, vigilant is, is, is a little high. So uh, just before they're stepping in, they're seeing that, and they kind of squint. And then just as the flail goes, they just don't think so much, and he takes a step back, and the flail swings by, and, and, and they don't notice that the patron saint is there because it's still invisible. But just by dumb luck of Prios, they um, they avoid the, the the slash, and they just kind of feel the breeze of the flail move past them. But they they shake and they go like, "Your prayers aren't gonna help you, boy. Just." Turn the other cheek, and I'll be careful. <laughs> it's only first blood. Don't worry. I won't go for your face. <laughs> and uh, this one seems a little more like he's just doing this because Argosta wants to see a show. You know, this is what he always goes for. So he goes and brings up his sword, and you're going to roll your defense. Uh, Which is yeah, not great. Although, he's going through the patron saint, mm-hmm. isn't he? He doesn't know it. So he's got a... There's a body in the way. You've made things difficult, and it's exciting. Yep. <laughs> okay, so the patron saint is intangible. What I'm thinking is happening is he's going to take a step forward into melee range, and as a free action, the patron saint is going to get pushed out of that space and will be flanking him. Hmm. It's going to get a free attack. Neat. Because he doesn't know that he's... Yeah, he has no idea. ...aggravating this free attack, just like when, when Mitch and Verd ran past the other guard. That's, that's essentially what's happening now. He's running past the patron saint, just doesn't know it. Um, so the patron saint's going to get another attack, but this time it's flanking. So now you're just rolling your full accurate roll. You're rolling 13 or under. Nice. Okay. You can do this. And I rolled a 15. I'm switching. <laughs> patron saint is, is uh, he's doing it, but he swings through and it's just like he's, he's too incorporeal and doesn't actually connect or do any damage to him. You just see it fly through him. And uh, now the guard brings up the sword and brings it down. You uh, have a defense of 13. He's attacking with accuracy uh, minus three. So you're rolling 10 or under. Uh, my defense is 13. I thought it was quick. Oh, no, I'm looking at Landra. Uh, uh, your, your defense is nine. nine. Yeah, it's not that high. <laughs> it's not that high. Um, oh, God. <laughs> it's okay. Your blessed robes will protect you potentially from the, uh, from the damage you might not bleed. That's true. Let's hope. 
All right. So Four. Uh, nine minus three. You need six or under. Six or under. Come on. Oh, numbers. boy. I rolled a two. <gasps> you rolled a two. This is, what I, this is why you, I switched how dice. Did you get away? How did you get out of that? What do you do to defend yourself? Do you dodge? Do you deke? Okay. So you he, just, he's swinging at me and I've got... Oh, how do I... He's just like, just turn the other cheek. I'll make it quick. Don't worry. I won't cut deep just enough for Augusto to get a show. Like, he's just talking to you like... Like, like, um, he's done this a hundred times. This is just like the fight that happens before every caravan. It's like a little ritual that Argasto does. It's just like, listen, I'm not. I'll go easy on you. Just, just stay right there. It won't hurt. So, so it's it's representing him missing, and my character isn't quick. So what I'm gonna go with is, I'm praying. My holy symbol is out, and the light reflected from the patron saint goes into his eyes. Because I'm six feet tall. You're so persuasive. Yeah. He might just swing his sword to do a show because he's looking at your sad puppy dog eyes. <laughs> just like, and he's oh. just like, you can't actually like hurt that. I'm just sitting. You're I don't even have my too, sword out. I'm just you're praying. You're cute and like, like you're a you're a priest. <laughs> he's asking me to attack an unarmed priest. Like our gospel has gone too far. So he just takes a sword and he just goes like, ah! and he just swings it through the air. Yep. And he just makes it do a good show. And the whole crowd is like, oh, come on, bleed, bleed, cut him. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just he whiffs it. He just looks at you and he's just like, Augusto, you bastard. I can't do this. I can't hurt this kid. Why are you looking at me? Don't look at me. Look away. Um, guys. The power of the sun compels you. Yep. Okay. So then there's two more guards that are moving towards Vared. Uh, there's the one with the chewing tobacco and this and the uh, throwing knives, and then there's the other one who's just like, um, you know, just make this quick, make it easy. We won't hurt you if you don't fight back. Just put on a good show. That's all Argusto wants. And uh, they're each going to attack two of them at Vared because you're the one who's like the biggest threat. Clearly, the biggest. Threat go for the group. intangible you're the scary, one. That's the you're one going you for. Go for. <laughs> That's the invisible. There's a. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I believe you. There's an invisible ghost protecting the priest. Exactly. You know what? There's a barbarian witch right here throwing knives at my, my, my compatriots. So, oh, uh, you might have gotten one of us out, but we're uh, we're all we're all being on that caravan tomorrow. Yeah, this so. is like a dodgeball. <laughs> it's exactly like that. So yeah, it's, you just got to make two defense rolls um, at nine or nine or under. Uh, oh, oh, because they're yeah, my oh my god, oh my god. Can you use any of your mythic powers or anything beyond your throwing knives? <laughs> no. You got. Oh, you have inherent wounds. Yeah, that we both took what, that. What does oh, nightmares no. do? Nightmares is a, a burden. <laughs> oh no! So oh, it's addiction. A burden. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my next XP will be used for offensive. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm this definitely. I know what I'm this taking. This is next. awesome. We're all this gonna get a little more fun. offensive as this goes. On. Yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe if I continue rolling. It. That said, patron saint's gonna be the actual MVP of this team <laughs> when they actually figure out how, how to be corporeal. Yeah. Uh, I get hit from the first, uh, and the second one. Does this mean you're out? Uh, I get hit. Not necessarily, because uh, it's about damage, right? He's got armor. Yeah, but yeah. how much damage do they do? Their, uh, their, their sword deals four. <laughs> so you need to roll a four yeah. on Please. your D4 armor. <laughs> Come on! Come on! Please! <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I take two damage. So what happens here is the other guard gets around and just holds you 
for the first one who you hit with the throwing oh. knife, who then just takes a sword and he just takes the sword up to your cheek and he just goes like like he doesn't even slash. He just cuts for first blood and is like there. And he puts his sword on the ground. It's done. And he looks over at Orgasto and he spits the rest of his chewing tobacco on the ground and they let you go and you're out and there's three guards left and it's Iandro's turn. Or Iandrome. Iandrome. I was debating if I should inherit his wound because then he's still in and more effective than I am because then he just wouldn't bleed. <laughs> Is that a reaction ability? It's a free ability. It's uh, not yeah. an action. But then I have to roll D4 corruption. I don't know if that's worth it. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to not do that. The crowd it's, is loving it. Yeah. They're like, yeah! <laughs> first blood. First blood. All right. So Yandrame, he's going to sigh and pull out his sword and dagger because he doesn't want to f- do this fight thing. And he thought the patron saint would take care of this by now. So you're just pulling both of them out double-handed? Yeah. That's, that's the okay. fighting style. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess... So that's an action. Then he can take another action to try and take a poke at this guy, I guess. Yes. Okay. So his accurate is bad. Uh, it's But you're flanking him with the patron saint. Right. So it's plus So your two. accurate is going to go up by uh, two points. Two points? Okay. So it's a seven. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So it's a five. You're still rolling because of their shield. Oh, because, yeah. So it's back down to five. Okay. Cool. <laughs> that's another two. Yes. Yep. Get a one, darn it! You're Did so you just close. roll it too? Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, okay, oh, that's a that's a short sword. That's a D eight of damage. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Nice. Come on. Come on, baby. What we need. And it's precise. So you're actually we were rolling even higher than you thought. Oh, so. okay. Uh, it's a yeah. that's a six. Mm. <laughs> Prios guides my hand. What can I yeah, say? Yeah. His scale mails three. You deal three damage to him. You cut <laughs> a little. You go a little more than first blood. Ooh. <laughs> what do you, you, don't, you don't realize how sharp that sword was. I've never, I've never fought someone I feel someone like the before. patron saint was sharpening the sword for you <laughs> yeah, this morning yeah. when you weren't looking. And it's like, it's down to like, oh, you don't even feel it at first. Uh, what, how, where do you, you just close your eyes and just slash? Uh, yeah, he just kind of like, ugh. Like, and Prios guide my hand and just pokes and like gets him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and so, and then you just stick him. Nice yeah. tip. You don't even slash. You just like. It's a poke. You literally stab the man. <laughs> For three points of damage, and uh, you've nicked an organ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ah! Ah! Hey! Ah! What the, is it? Ah! Hey, Gasto! It's just supposed to be first blood. Okay. Oh, I, I need a medic. And uh, it is—he's just holding his wound. His blood is trickling out of his side. Okay. He throws the sword. It's not worth it. I'll wait till the spring. Hold on. Let me help you. And he, I, I'm actually going to try and do inherit wound on him. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't mean to stab him that hard. Like that's, he could die in the winter. Like this is, this is a problem. <laughs> it's only three points. He's got, he's got, he's got 12 more left. Oh, okay. He's a tough, it's not, he's a tough it's, it's not like a looking like he's a fatal He's just whining wound. about it. Okay. Okay. He's just whining about it because a kid stabbed him in a fight in front of a bunch of grown adults. Gotcha. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Excellent. He throws his sword. He goes off. He goes to join the other one for a drink. And it's just me. <laughs> yeah, top of the round, Alendra. So um, you're looking down. You see them throw Verd to the ground. Verd's on their knees, blood on their cheek. There's two left. They each look it's like, you go for the one on the left, go for the one on the right. That sounds good. Let's get this over with then. So the one who was hit with the throwing dagger turns to face you, Alendra. And the one who was holding Verd drops Verd onto the sand 
and uh, turns to Yandrome. Okay. Um, Alindra's now in order to get within range with their swords, they're going to get a free attack against your pike because your pike has got range on them. Right. So you can you can you can stick them before they even get up. Okay. Well, that's what we're doing. Alindra's going to sort of look at them both and then zero her gaze in on the one that's been stuck already by Vaird. And be, she's muttering to herself, she's saying, in tactical combat, when there's two people, you should always aim for the one that seems to already have an injury. Even if the other one's focus is otherwise, you should be thinking. Marshall, <laughs> art of war books. Yeah, she's reading, she's reading chapters to herself and. Square your feet, aim for the parallax and lean yes. in. Yeah. She's trying to just go through like what she would do to attack a dummy. <laughs> what do I need to get under? So do I need a 10? You need to get under 10. What if I roll a 10? And do I have a 10 or under? Fine. Or under? I, I did it. So I got a 10. You did it. You did it. 1d8 damage of your pike. Okay. And it's, pres- yeah. And Lindra, 1d8 damage. Two. Uh, they, they're, they, they, they're going to get their, like, you're, you're just going for it, but you're not, you're not, you're not enough to pierce the armor, right? Uh. You just kind of go like, you go for it and you go, ah, uh, and you just, you don't really oomph into it you just you like push yeah. the pike into them trying to see if and i can staring connect. at it and they just laugh and they take their sword and they bash it out of the way oh shoot <laughs> um patron saint oh <laughs> it's gonna try and get behind the one that's coming at me if it can do that i feel like that would be a thing that it would do uh, uh, yeah, yeah. If it's got the range, and then swing a, yeah, a no, flail. It's, it's takes a movement to move up to it, yeah. and then it can attack. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it just, and it, I kind of see the patron saint also like when it moves, it just like shifts. Yeah, over to where there's. A, it's, it's almost like the graphics card is glitching. It just comes out of the ground, and it's just like <laughs> with the flail, and it comes down and uh, go for it. And all right, it's accuracy eleven or eleven under. or under. Right. Okay. Uh, that is a nineteen. So no. Oh. Huddle, huddle. Nope. Nope. This patron saint <laughs> is not, not great. That's our combat character, though. <laughs> That's our <laughs> combat character. Oh, bless him. It's all right. Um, get there one day. <laughs> give me a defense roll. This one's moving towards you. So this is so each of you are going to give me a defense roll, right? Uh, and I'm at minus anything for this. Uh, it is a uh, defense. Minus three. So I need to under a six. Okay. <laughs> oh, so I need under a ten. Okay. That's a seventeen. Alright. Oof. I got a five. I'm okay. Oh, oh. you're still in it! <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, roll me a D4 with your witch or with your uh, blessed robes. Okay. Uh that is a two. A two. Alright. So you uh you're looking at the patron saint and you're arguing you're supposed to be the combat character everyone else just sees you yelling in nothing yeah you're pointing at it and it's like i don't know what you're talking about but yeah i just won now and he just i'm actually uh, gonna inherit uh because you're you're just standing at the side of the fight circle so it doesn't matter how much more blood you take on very cool uh so you heal three and i'll take three damage uh are you not bleeding right? You should be good. I'm a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. So he slashes, and it cuts through your cloth, your 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 robes, and he's like, ha ah. ha! And then they look down, and the robes, it 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 
there's no cut there. <laughs> and it's like, it's not to first hit, it's to first blood. blood. And there's no blood to be seen. And he's like, I don't understand. I know it made contact. You're playing with me, priest. Uh oh. <laughs> it's that light that you are shining at me. There you go. And Beard on the other side's like blood <laughs> dripping from his fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing all this, and they're all going to attribute it to Prios. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> oh, that's cute. You're just holding your gun yeah, together. Like, I just want to get across the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yandros, it's your turn. Oh. By the light of Prios. By the light of Prios, I'm going to try and swing at him, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come Alrighty. on, my man. Accurate. Uh, so it's my accurate plus two for flanking, So and then minus two for his shield, so five. Mm-hmm. That's a nine. All right. Ah! All right. Same same thing. He's just like, Prios, yeah, get you're, both, you're yeah. pairing off, and you're doing it. The crowd is going nuts, though, because they're slashed cut through the arm like it's the flowing robes there's this light there's all this stuff going on they didn't think these two kids would still be in it as long as they're going people are starting to make bets now like there's there's money going like I got three dollar on the child I got three dollar on the priest four dollar on the librarian and they're all just like going back and forth um and uh yeah it's uh Elendra's turn okay oh so Elendra's still standing there going okay when remounting attack, one should step to the side, and she's gonna go for another um, attack on the, the same. We still have two we're facing, right? Or two of each. You've got one. You got one each. One each. Yes. Okay. So she's just gonna go for another. This is the one that spat the tobacco that sliced Vared's uh, yeah. cheek. So she's gonna try and go for it, and oh my god, it's an eleven. So she misses again. Uh... <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Because when they step into your pike range, you're going to get a free attack. Cool. Excellent. I'm excited for that moment. So roll again. Okay. So nine. So as they yes. step into range, yes. they go to step around and you, you, you're waiting for that moment. And you go like, and, and you're, you're, you're speaking in the game terms as well. It's like when they go to move into my attack range, I get a free attack. And <laughs> yes, exactly. You're, going to it. you're seeing it like you're playing a, a, an RPG. And, uh, cause you've only actually played war games on a board in your old estate. Right. So you've been moving the little wooden pieces around on the table. Uh, so you you understand that this world can all be broken down to simple numbers. Everyone has an accuracy, a cunning, a persuasive. <laughs> My accuracy is probably better than most. You've been, you've been writing character sheets for everyone in your party and figuring out what their numbers are, like you're doing. They're, like you're reading their star chart. <laughs> and, uh, They're definitely an Aries. <laughs> all right, roll a one d eight. Oh, right. I have to damage him. Please damage him. Seven. Wow. I fucking wow. just... You wailed so on him. Yeah, do you just go like, oh, I did it! <laughs> so Alindra, seeing him step in, goes, and for the first time ever, she's able to actually grip her spear. She's been shaking so much, or her pike, and, and she's been shaking so much, and she goes and she goes, nah! and is honestly shocked by her own ability to plunge it yeah. into his side. Yeah, because you deal four damage, this this poor soul. <laughs> yes. And you're like, ah! 
And then she goes, oh my god! And he, and he falls you... onto his back, and he falls down, and he, his sword comes out of his hand, and he's going for it. And a couple of people even come from the circle and, like, grab him and, like, pull him away from you. I'm so sorry! And they're, like, putting pressure on the wound, and it's like, I need some clean bandages! <laughs> Alinda goes, pale. Uh, but glances- And the crowd is like, yeah! It's like, you just lost me five dollar. Oh, man. Patron saint. All right. This patron saint has got to get his act together. He's the patron saint of missing. Come on. He's just going to swing. Uh, so, yeah, with the plus two from flanking, though, right? What's interesting, and I'm telling this, despite all of the tension and the fear that you all are experiencing, the patron saint has not once actually gotten brighter. Hmm. Ooh. Patron saint only gets bright and danger. In danger, yeah. So he's very wispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, he, it's not getting brighter. It, the patron saint, for some reason, does not detect danger. Awesome. I mean, it's a fight to first blood, right? Yeah. So it's not true danger. It's a, it's a training exercise. Wonderful. No one's likely to die here. But it also means that in the future, we can use that as a way to like even tell if there's a bluff happening on, like, do they really have the intent to harm or not? Because mm-hmm. the patron has that ability to kind of detect the intention of the sense of danger. It has that danger sense. Assuming it knows, yeah. Mm-hmm. Assuming that it knows, yeah. All right. Uh, so when am I rolling again? All right. So it's a, 11 again? Mm-hmm. Or is it 13 because of the plus two? Uh, it'll be 13. Okay. Because you're still flanking. Right. I'm at what the flail of light. That's a five. There it is. So he's, we are. he's been swinging D6 high. damage. Roll a 1d6. six damage. All right. Let's do this. That's a three. <laughs> so so what happens is he's been swinging high and instead he goes for the okay, legs. But here's here's what happens is he goes for the legs and he swings at it and and it hits the person but doesn't bleed, doesn't yeah. cut. The, the the guard then turns around going like, "What's going on? Who's there? Who's there? It's only supposed to be. There's not there's there's another one out there, isn't it?" And he starts swinging his sword to the minute. "You're using your trickery. You've got someone out here. They're working for you. It's not the kids. There's someone else fighting for them." Costo and he started to freak out a little bit, but now his back is turned to you. And he spends his turn swinging at the patron saint, but he can't see him, and the patron saint is intangible, so he's just swinging through him. Even though he's got he's got armor and defenses, like mm-hmm. it's an impossible attack, as the roll would be zero. Okay. And so um, it's your turn. I'm just going to walk up behind him and try and poke him a little bit. I mean, he's wearing armor, so it's still entirely likely that I will miss, but I'll give it a try. Yeah, let's finish this. All right. Uh, I rolled exactly five. Yeah! So he just like calmly walks up, not with the sword this time, with the dagger. <laughs> with the dagger. And you just roll a d6. Come on, brother. Four. And you just cut for one point of damage, and you whisper into his ear, first blood. First blood. <laughs> and then you pull it down. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole crowd is just like, yeah. And you just hear clap, clap, clap. And he's like, settle down, settle down, settle down. And Argosto walks into the center, brings them all around. You two just cost a lot of people in this crowd a lot of money. And everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> right? I will have you on my caravan in the morning as my new guards. And then he looks down to you, Baird. Now, don't think I didn't see what you did down there either. We're going to need thinking like that up there in the mountains. Some out-of-the-box thinking. I know. Pat yourself up. I'll see you in the morning. And he looks around and uh, 
Well, what are y'all standing around for? We've got a caravan to pack. And he heads off into, you know, starts barking orders at people and going around. And I kind of see him as like a Dutch Vanderlind kind of character from Red Dead 2, right? Like that's the kind of control he has over a crowd and that kind of command presence. And people feel safe with Argosto, right? Like he's, he's a caravan owner who has done this trek across the mountain a lot of times and so this is this isn't the Donner party he knows where he's going he knows what he's doing uh, but also the clouds above the Titans are heavy and the wind that's blowing down is cold and the other caravan drivers are saying it's too late the winter has already started the winters are coming earlier every year and they should have left already if you leave in the morning you're never gonna make it through those mountains the mountain pass is already closed the, the snows will be too deep. The winds will be too harsh. You'll never make it to the other side. But if Argosto says you can do it, well, he's better than no odds at all. Yeah, and the I, they said bring, like, I think I'm good even if I just bring their corpses. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> this is pretty- Bring me my children. Yeah, and my here they are pickled. Yeah, like uh, here's they just throw their yeah, teeth. Like <laughs> if you want, I can talk to them and you know confirm that they're yours. But yeah, I was there. I ripped their bones out, and it's great. So preferably I've alive. Never felt safer. <laughs> yeah, I feel real safe right now. It's gonna be great. Well, I think that's where we'll <laughs> that's where we'll call our first episode here. Uh, it's technically called Symbarum, but we're not there yet. We're still on the other side of the Titans. But next time, we're going to step out into that caravan and begin our journey through the mountain pass on our way to Yandaros, to the city of the Queen. The Terrible Warriors return every Tuesday with new episodes of Symbarum. To learn more about Symbarum, visit freeleaguepublishing.com. And if you like this show and you want to hear more, we exist only thanks to our continued supporters from our Patreon page at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. By becoming a supporter this season, you'll receive a special role on our Discord server to mark you as one of our own. Plus, every supporter donating $5 or more will also receive every new story episode of our Symbarome campaign one week before everyone else. Your Terrible Warriors today have been Mitch Wallace, Sean Horbachuk, Ainsley Moore, and me, Justin Eacock. Editing is also by me, and music is licensed through Epidemic Sound. Next week, with passage secured, the real challenge lies ahead. The Titan Mountains are treacherous, to be sure, but beyond the threat of nature, there is also the threat of darkness. They will need to summon all of their courage to make it to the other side, and when they do, the journey they will have taken will have changed each of them forever. Episode 2 is next week, right here on The Terrible Warriors. <laughs>